0: red eye all one word for 15% off your stay at motel6.com that's a great deal and that's just something i've noticed brought to you by motel 6
1: now it's red eye radio gary mcnamara and eric harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
0: Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we slide into a Tuesday. Gary, how are you?
2: I'm doing very good. I'll give you the good news first and then the bad news All right. second. The uh, good news, it's just excellent to see that uh instead of defunding the police funding the police is going on ah that's the good news the yeah. bad news it's the chinese police oh well oh, man crap what a, what a story that was we'll get to uh, uh that meanwhile crime let's go to mr will is guam going to tip over <laughs> hank johnson right. uh at the uh, uh the uh, congressional hearing on District Attorney Bragg Mm. and crime in New York City.
1: Like jackbooted thugs, they've descended on New York City using violent crime as their pretext. The MAGA Republican extremists are not interested in gun violence or even knife violence. The Republican witnesses who have used their time to criticize District Attorney Bragg have served as props. In a MAGA Broadway production.
2: We'll hear some of the response from some of those victims later on to the Democrats. Hmm. They were not happy. Uh, also, though, let's hear from another uh, Republic or excuse me, another uh, Democrat right. uh, that was uh, there. And uh, this is a uh, uh, Democrat city councilman who has lived in New York City for 71 years, 71
0: years I've lived in New York City. I've seen bad times, high crime, 2,000 murders a year in the 80s. I've not seen the lawlessness that I'm seeing today in New York City in my lifetime. That means we're afraid to go anywhere. So we'll
2: get uh, to that, uh, you know, more of the specifics of some of the uh, the, the audio that was uh, quite compelling yesterday mm. And the the Democrats were were simply trying to make the argument is this whole thing is to protect uh, uh, Trump. But when you when you actually watched it, because here is what you say you say okay the uh, Republicans and uh, I think Representative Goldman, <laughs> who by the way got into back and forth that wa- that wasn't it was a short back and forth, but that wasn't uh, 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 pleasant with the uh, black mother of a victim. Mm. Uh, that didn't t- look too good uh, you know for the Democratic Party, but their whole point was, well, this is to protect Donald Trump. he well, really can't Republicans can't protect Donald Trump here. And he you know pointed out this was all done about five thousand dollars of federal funds being used. and you're right, that's the end. Yeah, that is yeah. that is the end because there really is no way that you're going to be able to justify the you know Congress talking about crime in New York City. But crime in our because it's not just crime in New York City. It's crime in the major cities to begin with. We saw another major retailer pulling out of Portland, Oregon. It's and and for me, uh, you know, it would have been great if if they could have if the uh, Congre- this uh, the judiciary committee could have gone to New York City and just talked about crime in general and given these witnesses, these victims, the publicity that is needed. Uh, so America knows, you know, what it's like up close and personal for these people and how these people are, you know, in New York City, for example, are panicking and saying this crime is unbelievable and you're putting DAs in there that favor the criminal over the citizen. Hmm. So I'm okay with the Republicans doing this. And if that's your only argument, well, it's fine. The vast majority of Americans to begin with politically – vast majority of Americans, even if they want Trump convicted in New York City, believe it's political. Yeah, There is a significant portion of Americans, Democrats, who say they don't care whether Trump did anything wrong or not. They want him prosecuted. Well, that's also part of the problem. Mm-hmm. If people believe that, well, that's part of the problem. Because I don't care whether it's Donald Trump or whether it's Joe Biden. If there is no criminal activity, I don't want any DA going after either. Right. It's that simple. And so the Democrats really can't win the argument uh there at all. You know, especially with the news coming out. You know, you saw the news in Chicago with the mobs. Uh where was the other mob at the gas there was another mob, I think it was in it was in uh California at the at the gas station. Gas station yeah. Where the, the guy had to uh to uh, to hide, and then the response from that one uh, Illinois representative, and then the even the mayor. You know, mm-hmm. let's not demonize. Of course, you demonize. That's wrong to do. And you know, just you th- you think about it. They announce the DNC,
0: and all of a sudden, you've got you know numerous nights of mobs just running free, which will continue and always increases during the summer. <clears throat> yeah. And they will be in the heart of the summer of 24. And so we'll get uh, to that coming up.
2: Now, that was uh, frightening and interesting. Elon Musk talking about the U.S. intel agencies had full access to private Twitter direct messages. Yeah. Does that mean everybody's? Yeah. Does that mean without a warrant?
0: Yeah. That's what I got out of yep. it. That's that's what he implied. Yep. And it doesn't shock me. Um. In a world where people were, you know, you, you look at the whole NSA thing and the metadata situation with the NSA. All right, then you look at how, and, and I went back and, and uh, Schellenberger, uh, Michael Schellenberger was on Rogan a couple of weeks ago, lining out how it wasn't just the FBI, it was the CIA, the NSA, that was basically embedded, as he tells the story, in social media. And that they, you know, he was talking about things we noticed from the Twitter files. And that was, you had, I don't know, I I, I don't know if they were former FBI agents and top officials that were at Twitter. Were they still in the FBI? Were they still working on behalf of the FBI? Because there were so many of them at Twitter. That's what's mind boggling. But they essentially ran the place. And then you saw from all the emails that, that we saw that the, the communications, the internal communications at Twitter through Twitter files, you saw the concern of you know the or the at least the acknowledgement. Of Well, the FBI wants us to do this. The the FBI is asking for this. And, you know, when the whole Baker thing fell out, it was like, okay, who else was there? And then in, in subsequent Twitter files, we learned that it was a whole league of former FBI agents and officials that were now employed at Twitter. My question is. Were they still employed at the FBI? Was this official business by the FBI, and who okayed it? Somebody has to. Right, you come in and you you set up this thing with not just Twitter but Facebook, and you tell them that there's going to be we're we're, go, we're going to work ahead to get ahead of. What we believe is Russian disinformation, which turned out to be not Russian information, uh, misinformation. It was the true. the entire story was the true. laptop story was true, and it was absolutely true. Well, but you're you're bringing up two different things.
2: The FBI is one concern, mm-hmm. and 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 I <clears throat> and I think that's <clears throat> whether they were working or not, or whether they had an agreement or not. I mean, whether they were working for Twitter. Were they also still feeding back information to the FBI, whether they were employed or not? But the other one is U.S. intelligence agencies that are not supposed to be looking at, you know, things, you know, anything from Americans.
0: That's what I brought. That's why I brought up Schellenberger talking about the CIA and the NSA. Why are they looking at anything domestic? right, Right. Are they attached to an official? Because if they can assist the FBI domestically. Is that what was going on? Or was it something more nefarious?
2: What do you mean by assisting the FBI? They, I mean, they can assist the FBI assist with the, the information FBI. they have, you know. But, but they can't assist the FBI by looking at Americans. The FBI can look at Americans with a warrant. Exactly. The intelligence agencies
0: exactly. cannot. Exactly. Right. That's my question. What were they doing right. exactly? Why were they involved? Do because we, it wasn't just the FBI, as Schellenberger tells it, it's the CIA, NSA. When we look at the
2: left today in the Democrats, is there anything positive? Every single day, there's something that uh, that comes up. Well, I guess we do have this. Let's play this quick audio cut right here. All right, uh, this is uh, Chuck Schumer coming out and uh, greeting the press after right. not being there for a while. Here we go. All right here. here. Good morning, everybody,
3: and welcome back. Who's happy to be here? Raise your hands
2: complete silence. <laughs> it's, I'm impressed like what the hell
0: are you talking about? What, what are you about? doing? What, what are you, you doing? doing?
2: And then let me just play this uh, this audio cut here. Here we go.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, uh, first uh, welcome back. Thank you for being here or should I read it? Hi everyone. Welcome back and thanks so much for being here.
0: Is is Way to phone it in, dude.
2: Is is everybody in the Democratic Party, f- forget about the substance, which stinks, or the lack of substance of everything that they do, which stinks, are they all weird?
1: Yes.
0: I mean, I'm sorry, that's just, no. are they, is every Democrat just weird? Well, it's legal now in New York, so. Maybe Schumer is, uh. Smoking quite a bit on this time off. <laughs> it mean,
2: just it's every it's well. It's all right. Let's change that. Forget about weird. Is everybody high? Is everybody high? You know, I saw one of the uh, uh, activists that is uh, you know trying to uh, when you said weird that or when I said you know uh, weird, um, it just reminded me of the uh, the activist in Portland who's trying to straighten out Portland who said you know we used to say Portland was weird. I wish we could get back to just being weird. it's a frightening place uh, right now and uh i've gone on youtube and find all these groups that are trying to do you know even if they're liberals they're trying to do they're trying to back off from the insanity that's going on yeah and i think they've i think there's a realization because you and i said this a long time ago everything that we see today has come from liberalism and what I know I have talked about in my 34 years in talk radio, a full 34 years this October, in year 34 now, that we have talked about, and, and and way back when, when we said, well, here's what will happen if this continues, and we, you know, I was always accused of, okay, you're just going down the slippery slope that's never going to happen. Well, tell me what in the, tell, not only did the slippery slope stuff happen, we blew right by there. Mm-hmm. And now it's pure insanity from the Democratic Party. Yeah. I mean it's pure insanity when you think about it. When you think about what the DAs are doing, when you just think about you know everything that exists out there, the lie every single and and they even know look, they know it. They know what they're what they want is insane. That's why they lie about everything. Every major issue right now that exists today that is a concern. To the American public, the Democrats lie about. So they know what they're doing mm-hmm. is hurting the American public. They're mm-hmm. not stupid. Their agenda is to hurt America. You ask me why. That sounds, Gary, you say it's it, it, to hurt America. Why would they do that? I don't know. I can tell you, though, I don't know what's in their brains.
0: But everything, that's why they lie. What are they doing to promote <laughs> improvements? <laughs> What are, they, right. what are they doing to help people? What are they doing to improve people's lives? Show me one thing on their agenda. One thing. One thing. Yeah. Not five, not every ten. Every bit one. of it is damaging. Every bit of it is damaging. On every
2: major issue today, the Democrats' intent is to hurt the American public and make their life harder. And in promoting. That they wish to make America's uh, Americans lives harder. Mm-hmm. They promote it by saying we're here to save the planet. Yeah, right. We're mm-hmm. making your life a living hell. Because it's going to make your life better. That's right. It's insanity. It's pure insanity right now. Yeah. So you know who's excited to be back, Chuck?
0: Nobody. Just 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 get on with it. You know, they don't have the media on their side. The media is kind of out there on their own now. The left media is basically just doing the agenda items on their own. They're not taking any talking points from the left because the White House damn sure isn't giving them anything to work with. You see that frustration every single day in that room <laughs> an unprecedented amount of shouted questions oh come on I know, I know i know and hank johnson i mean can you
2: believe he's still a <laughs> member of congress for people that don't know mm-hmm. you may not remember this goes back what 10 years ago maybe longer yeah hank hank johnson talking about funding uh and uh, military funding and right. and uh uh, a military base on Guam, mm-hmm. and and asking if there's a military base and there's more infrastructure there. God is my witness, we'll find it. Concerned whether Guam would tip over, would tip over. This is how insane the Democrats
0: are and have been. He actually and how, asked that question. He actually did, yeah, in a serious tone. It yep. was it was not a joke. Eight six six ninety red eye. Cold
3: weather takes a toll on trucks. As warmer weather rolls in, it's time to assess the impact winter has had on your vehicle to help avoid downtime and keep your rig rolling through to next winter. When completing your spring maintenance check, don't overlook your windshield wipers. Extreme temperatures, snow and ice can tear windshield wipers apart. Check on yours now to prepare for spring showers and avoid squinting through streaks. A general rule of thumb is to replace your wiper blades every six months. But if your inspection uncovers streaking, worn rubber, or damaged wiper frames, you may want to purchase a new set sooner. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
0: Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code Eye. that's the letters Redeye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Okay, this little piece of audio from eleven years ago. All right. I just you know Hank uh, uh, Hank Johnson from uh, Georgia, who was going after the Republicans, calling them jackbooted thugs yesterday at the criminal at he- the the crime hearing in uh, New York City, and also insulting the actual witnesses, the crime victims. Just remember how delusional he is. Uh, I don't
0: have the exact uh, dimensions, but uh, to your point, sir, I think guam is a small island very small
1: island and about 24 miles if i recall long so 24 miles long about seven miles wide at the least widest uh, place on the island and about 20 about 12 miles wide uh, uh, on the widest part of the island and um, I don't know
0: how many square miles that that is. Do you happen to know? I don't have that uh, figure with me, sir. I can certainly supply it to you if you'd like. Yeah, my
1: my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh,
0: we don't anticipate that. that <laughs> that, that was the very nice answer, by the way. And, and his office said afterwards that, uh, well, he was just
2: kidding. Well, he yeah. wasn't because no, he wasn't. I, I actually shortened that audio clip. It mm-hmm. was much longer of him mm-hmm. just obsessed with the dimensions of Guam. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Hip over, yep. capsized. And he wins re-election after re-election. Yep.
1: You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866 of red eye I just want to play the this audio cut here. Uh, and uh, this is uh, Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona questioning Barry Borgen, the father of a man who was a victim of anti-Semitic uh, uh, hate crime here. And this is re- in response to the Democrats talking about that everything's about Donald Trump here. And uh, here's, his respo- here's his response. Here's his response. The interesting thing was the number of witnesses that were interrupting. Interrupting yep. Democrats and going because right. they were just livid, uh, uh, you know, at them. Here's here's part of this. Here we go. Thank
0: you, Mr. Chairman. I appreciate all of our witnesses being here today. Thank you for sharing your compelling stories. Um I, I would just say, Mr. Morgan, after hearing what you heard today, I think you probably understand why it's real tough to sit down and have a logical, cogent argument on how we might jointly, with nonpartisan affiliation, try to solve some of these problems. What do you think? And and talks about you guys, Republicans, about Trump. Hey, he was in, while Trump was in office, he's busy holding hearings trying to get him out for four years. So I don't I don't think you have the right to say that you, you politicized when you were in power, you tried to get Trump out, you couldn't get him out. Let's face reality. You tried. The dossier was a fake, everything what it was. You tried to get him. He's sitting there laughing. That's, that's very nice. And the other Democrats are telling us that we're all props for sitting here. <coughs> Please don't talk down
2: to us. It's really not nice. And that's just, uh, that, that was actually one of the more cordial moments <laughs> uh, from the, uh, uh witnesses and you know we've said this about Democrats they don't care about crime in the city no they don't care about their citizens inside the city no nope. I, I think it was a uh, national review and one of their writers was uh you know talking about Chicago you know and they're from Chicago and you know there's you know and and talked about the fact that you know when people attack the you know the the cities that you know a lot of people he said you know it's you, you you want to defend your city. And he basically was saying that it has become impossible to defend what's going on in Chicago right now that you just you can't do it. I mean, it's just insane uh, what is what is happening then. And you know it's the Democrats are always going to you know claim that the Republicans don't care about crime because they're not for gun control. Right. And and so the argument really is unless you're for gun control which is taking guns from everybody. Yeah. You now I noticed that uh, you know there was an article out there saying no rifle shells were found the, the horrible horrendous uh murders at that party in Alabama. They were all handguns. Well, we know where it's going after the rifles it will be cuz rifles are when when and we've had many discussions on it is a minute Uh, rifles are involved in a minute number of shootings and murders in this country. The Mm -hmm. vast majority are handguns. So when they get rid of the rifles, because the rifles look bad, then the next thing they'll go after is the handguns. And so this is the debate in this country right now. The debate from the Democrats is, unless you're for removal of all guns from law-abiding citizens in this country, you don't care about crime. And the argument from the Republicans, which I believe is a stronger argument, because people do understand that if you're a law-abiding citizen, that number one, the police don't necessarily stop crime. They investigate crime or they're after the crime is committed, that the average person can understand. And this is why over the last couple of years, you've seen a greater number of women and minorities that are now getting getting handguns for self-protection they understand it's easy survival instinct tells you hmm am i better if i have a gun are my odds greater if i have a gun or if i wait for the police Mm -hmm. and that's a duh you know of course you know you have a greater chance of surviving if you have a gun end of story because if you have to call the police while the attack is happening, you're
0: dead. Yeah, and, and this is something that the the left doesn't want to discuss. They don't want to talk right. about it. Uh, the American people show time and time again, even in the wake of shootings, of mass shootings, the polls show that more and more Americans believe in the right to protect themselves, to arm themselves. The left wants to go after everything. And so the Democrats' argument is the guns all have to go,
2: and then we'll live in a much better society. Right. The Republicans are well. No, law-abiding citizens should be able to have guns. I don't know of a Republican that is stating that if it's only the Democrats, it's brag. Let's use brag for an example. The Dem- the Republicans are not saying if you use a handgun in a crime, you shouldn't be charged with the felony. Right. That's brag. That's the DA that. The, the republicans are going after he is the one that said and he had a back off on it he had to back off completely on it because of the public reaction to it but understand that bragg said that they wouldn't be charging people that committed armed robbery with a felony unless they actually pulled the trigger That's really the debate going on. And the debate from Republicans is we need to punish people who commit violent crimes. Democrats are, no, we don't want to punish the people that commit crimes. We want to take guns away from
0: everybody. And when a mob takes over a convenience store, well, you need to give them a break. Right. Uh, By the way, I don't believe,
2: you know, because I know, well, you're a partisan Call me a partisan, call me whatever.
0: That's the argument. That's the debate. Well, and look, uh, when you have someone who's speaking on a campus and all of a sudden she's trapped in a third floor room after being assaulted. Then the uh, campus comes out officially and says, thank you for the peaceful protest. Yeah. In the wake of an entire summer of burning cities down, mostly peaceful. There's nothing going on here. Over and over again, ignore the actual violence, disarm the citizens who are not responsible for the law breaking. That's the approach. Create more victims by disarming the lawful citizen, mm-hmm. and don't punish the criminal. That's not, by the way. You got rep- to give a
2: break. By the way, Republicans need to make that argument precisely, yeah. because that argument is the correct argument. Well, no, they only want to go after the the uh, the assault weapons. What's an assault weapon? An assault right. weapon is something that looks scary,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but they're all some the, the they're all semi-automatics
0: that are being used yeah right yeah and there's they're, s- they're right. designed to do one thing but it requires a human to do it right but if you get rid of the semi-automatics just using the statistics alone the the rifles
2: if you get rid of all rifles everybody still has handguns that's the and that the handguns are used in the vast majority of shootings in this country vast majority Well the Democrats will go after that next, correct? because their goal is to remove guns from law abiding the hands of law abiding citizens and allow the criminals to roam free. Bragg is the perfect example and that's why I believe it's good that the Republicans went to New York City. Understand. Does anybody does any democrat agree what Bragg was proposing? That using a gun in the commission of an armed robbery, but not shooting it, should just be a misdemeanor. Does any Democrat actually agree with that? Because if you don't understand, that's how insane your party is, and that's how insane Bragg is. Please argue the point with me. You can't. You know it's wrong. Not only is it wrong, you know it's insane. It was, uh, this uh, article was written by uh, Jeffrey uh, Blahar from uh, from National Review where he, you know, has uh, crime call it, by, call it by its name. Mm-hmm. He said, even if the mayor-elect doesn't believe in Chicago as a city, why should the city believe in itself? And then he talks, on, talks about, you know, sometimes it gets tough to have a relationship with those people that, you know, talk about Chicago in such a negative way because mm-hmm. he loves Chicago. He said it's the best big city in America. I mean, that's where he's from. We have such wonderful sites to show you. So my typical response when I'm confronted with Chicago bashing socially is to, num- number one, point out that corruption, financial mismanagement, and warring special interest groups are even a bigger problem than crime. And more and pull a Marty Feldman from Young Rank- Frankenstein could be worse, but it could be San Francisco. It's getting much harder to do that now in recent months. And he goes on to talk about the uh, uh, you know, flash mob, and they actually the nice weather last week, mm-hmm. you know, because we talk about the the, the summer uh, where crime goes up in many of these cities. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you were expecting Johnson, being a new mayor, to suddenly get serious about the undesirableness of pop-up mobs that spread violence uh, in the Chicago downtown, well, my friends, you don't appreciate what kind of pre-programmed progressive true believer Chicago has managed to vote into office. Johnson's response this weekend was practically speaking The kids are all right. And yet it's an improvement from Johnson's rhetoric from August of 2020. As the city was being ransacked during the George Floyd riots, he placed the real blame on corporate looting. Fair enough. I still remember when Target came to my place, smashed all my windows, fractured my skull, and emptied my closets. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Uh, He has uh, evolved since. Instead of squirming and refusing to condemn rioters and looters, he's now willing to say as a concession that in no way do I condone the destructive activity that we saw in the loop and in the lakefront this weekend. Well, it's mighty generous of you, Mayor-elect. Then again, it's understood that uh, nothing before the but really matters. And with a throat clearing, however, Johnson instantly supplies us with his real view. It is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to put too many people in prison because the prison might tip over and capsize. (laughs) And so that's where they are
2: right now. That's that's where they that's where they stand. Understand now. That this is the mainstream of the Democratic Party. This isn't fringe mainstream of the I'm going to say this the federal democratic party yeah yeah the national party the national the national party and in many of the big cities because all democrat cities don't have this philosophy but it is the philosophy of the of the members of congress and the white house in the democratic party yeah and yeah. in in big cities like bragg they this is what they want and understand that And I believe a significant portion of the people that are promoting this lawlessness are elite Democrats who don't live in the cities. But understand that when it came to Trump, because if you want to talk about Trump, let's talk about Trump. Everybody knows the case is bogus. And the number of Democrats that believe that this is a political prosecution, not based in a crime, but still want Trump uh, 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 prosecuted anyway, shows you where the mindset is of a significant number of Democrats who
0: don't give a damn about law. No, they don't. Um, You know, again, it wasn't the NRA promoting that if you use the gun and don't fire the gun in the commission of a robbery, it should be a misdemeanor. That's not the NRA proposing that. That was brag, and if not for the pushback, then he would have kept it in play that's how radical brag is and so
2: you know your heart goes out to those you know the 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 victims and the people talking yesterday because they feel absolutely helpless they don't know what to do and government is on purpose making their life a living hell yeah 86690 red eye
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866. 866- Ninety uh, red eye. If uh, you would like to get in uh, on the uh, show coming up, uh, following the top of the hour, <laughs> the the EV battery mandate that's just ridiculous. Hey, gas stoves, you can have them at least for a little while longer in uh, in Berkeley. The whole uh, uh, debt ceiling and what the GOP plans on uh, doing about uh, that. And uh, oh, oh, James Comer. When I saw this, I went, "Well, it's going to be the name of my next band." James Comer, nine Bidens may have profited from the family business. The nine Bidens. Yeah. Ni- the, That's yeah. your next band. My, my next band. Nine Bidens. The nine Bidens. How many Bidens are there? Opening up for Metallica, nine Bidens.
0: Nine Bidens. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Celtic metal. <laughs> Come on. There is no Celtic metal, is
2: there? Uh, probably. Exist. Yeah. Oh, somewhere. oh, and DeSant the DeSantis ad on uh, the whole Bud Light oh, yeah. situation. Dylan yeah. All- unbelievable. <laughs> the gloves are off, by the way, now. Yeah. That, when yeah. I saw that, I went, wow. No, the on. gloves are off.
1: Yeah.
3: Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit Houseproducts.com.
1: is Red Eye Radio all across
2: the USA and around the world? We are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. All right, I like that story that you were telling me about Eric uh, about equity in Spotify. All right, and this this was uh, what was it a Wall Street Journal uh, story that you saw?
0: Yeah, they uh, they have their YouTube page, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, filled with a, a number of really great videos, and they put one up. Uh, a couple of days ago uh, from the Wall Street Journal how Spotify's AI-driven algorithm works. And this is part of their tech reporting from Wall Street Journal. And it's it's very interesting because a lot of companies, especially the big players, are interested in each other's proprietary uh, algorithm, right? They want to know uh, how they're getting, how they're measuring um, uh, the use of their platform, and how to better monetize it. And Spotify is killing it right now. They're just, you know, doing gangbusters. So everybody has a lot of focus on Spotify, and it's an interesting uh, piece here that they do. But it got to a point where, okay, they talk about. It. And everybody, I think, anybody who streams, you understand what the algorithm is, all right? If you're streaming music, right, Mm -hmm. and then you kind of let the algorithm take over, uh, maybe you build a channel based on, you know, or an entire playlist or whatever it is, depending on which platform you're on. And it will bring up suggestions. So the next time you bring up your app, it will bring up a suggested artist based on the genre that you listen to, but it's measuring all kinds of different data from that particular artist and that particular song. So there are, you know, different things that that they've had to go in and kind of um, work to uh, prevent an algorithm for going maybe in a wrong suggestion direction on certain things. Like Christmas music, they use it as an example. You know, um, Bing Crosby's Silent Night versus Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. And so those two could be categorized, the algorithm could learn those two songs as different genres, pop and Christmas. hmm And so they, they work to make sure that you know it's categorized properly in the whole thing. They get to a point in this video, and this is really what caught my uh, my ear and eye. And I kind of went back and, wa- and watched it a couple of different times to make sure I was getting what I was think I was getting. And so they they say the problem is is that the algorithm could reinforce existing biases. <laughs> <sighs> well, it's, it's music, the, duh. This, is, this is the danger. The danger with algorithms is that they could reinforce existing biases. This could mean that a particular catalog of music has more male artists than female artists. (laughs) One of the dangers with machine learning, they say, is that as listeners start to engage, and I really had to shake my head at this, with that particular catalog, those biases become magnified. By the way, that's kind of the point. If a listener is listening to a catalog, a certain catalog of music, but let's just say they're really just in, it's, they're a, they're just, they're just a one way, a one trick pony, a one way track. Just, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, all death metal, right. That they're listening to, but you know, the, the problem is these catalog, the, the biases become magnified, you know, and so they're trying to work and that, this creates what's called a what they call a kind of feedback loop in in Spotify. So their teams are evaluating, trying to mitigate against potential algorithm inequities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to be in that meeting. <laughs>
2: oh man well, look it, it's but if you look at it for example uh most rap would be not not all but most rap would be black yeah most heavy metal would be white and male yeah um uh, and so uh you know in ballads you may have more of a uh mixture of male and female and 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 different ethnicities singing it Mm-hmm. But you know, how do you <laughs> how do you do equity? How do you how do you do equity in heavy metal? It's impossible. You can't. And I mean, you well, gave, you you gave the suggestion death metal. Now I can't not not that I uh, you know am a expertise in the genre of uh, of uh, of death metal. Uh, the only one I the only death metal band I actually I could probably say off the top of my head. Would be Cannibal Corpse, and that's because they were in Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, <laughs> and they're from Buffalo. Yeah. So that <laughs> well, the the scene, the scene where he goes to the the guy who's the expert in finding out what you know, you know, he knows everything about the environment. Remember the guy in the the heavy the heavy metal club, the death metal club, yeah, in Ace Ventura, right, and then he goes right. on stage and he starts doing it. That's that's the Buffalo Band Cannibal Corpse
0: playing there, so. I, I, and, you know, look, um, Tom Araya, lead singer of um, of Slayer. <laughs> Robert Trujillo is the bass player for Metallica. Yes. There are a number of Latinos in heavy metal.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if they know that over at Spotify or... Or if that they care, and I and I don't, and the, I, the fans are like, okay, they're all great. We're fans. We're listening to it. The point is, you're seeking out something. You're proactive. The point of a streaming service is not for it to be someone sitting there saying, "Well, we believe you should be hearing this. We believe you should be hearing this." I know what the suggestion algorithm is, and I know that a lot of people look at it and go. No, that's that's cool for me. I am out in the backyard, whatever. I got my Bluetooth back there. I uh, got the grill going, and it's just going to play whatever, right? And a lot of people are okay with that, but it still is based on what you sought out, right? You you want you want a certain sound? Well, it's it's when you log on to Netflix. I know I don't think you have Netflix, but one of the things you log on to Netflix, mm-hmm. it will one of the choices is surprise me. In other words, start playing something, right? anything, yeah, you can do surprise yeah. me. I mean, I don't watch television that way. I never did. When you're cruising back in the day, when you would cruise through the channels, mm-hmm. you would stop, you know, every time you saw Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and then your day was over because you had to spend two and a half hours watching Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> and it doesn't
2: matter. No other prison movie. Ah, maybe Escape from Alcatraz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, if you look at the genre, you have that Escape from Alcatraz. Nothing else fits that genre,
0: even well, if it's a prison movie. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, we could get in, you know, we could get into the, the whole thing on equity they do make a point on on new artists they say well the problem they also have with new artists is that because there's no history of that artist being played then they don't get uh, bumped up in the suggestion category well I don't in terms of streaming I know that in radio it did and probably still works with uh, record labels reaching out saying here's a new artist we'd like you to listen to this the radio station and 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 add this you know, record, play this record on your radio station. And that's the way it's worked for a a long, long time. And I, I understand the struggles of, of new artists. Um, But that's not Spotify's job to give you new artists. If, and that, if they, if I guess if they wanted to create a corner and say, okay, hey, this is an all new artist channel and then separate it by genre and, and build something out like that, I could go, all right, there might be an audience for that. But it's, it's how are you best serving the listener? If the listener is going down one path, and it's easy for me to say this because I'm old, <laughs> so I'm set in my ways. But actually, my ways go all the way on the spectrum from gospel all the way to heavy metal mm-hmm. and everything in between. Um. I might listen to uh, a, a gospel quartet, and I could listen to that for, you know, probably, a, you know, a, a given period of time, depending on whether I'm driving or, or what I'm doing. And then on other days, I'm listening to Tool. And those are the things that, you know, maybe for me, the algorithm is just like, okay, we don't know what you want. You're just going to have to choose it yourself. No,
2: but in equities, but in your, but al- but, but in your algorithm, play into it. in your In your algorithm, aren't you picking the kind of artist you want? Yeah, right. I mean, you're not just saying, well, "I'm Eric Harley." Well, but play it, what I like. Are you?
0: Well, no, it, I can, and that's that's what they're focused on. The algorithm is is focused on suggestions for you in streaming. What they don't want, ultimately, what a Spotify or Apple Music wants is for you to have your headphones on twenty four seven listening to their platform, ultimately, and then in order to do that, to keep that interest there, suggesting these things along the way. But inequities doesn't play into it. Well, no, because bias
2: is what you want to listen to at that point. Yes, and anything that, and that's why you know they, but they throw the term that bias is is automatically bad. Bias isn't bad. People make decisions, uh, and they're biased on particular foods. Yeah, and that's that, it, yeah, just, that's my earlier point. Yeah, they're biased on foods. They're biased on cars. It's the whole they're, point. They're is biased
0: that, on music. They're biased on TV shows. And in, in creating my own algorithm, the Eric algorithm, the Eric suggestion algorithm, it's going to be based on my choices to begin with. And it's, you know, mine could change. Along the way, but throwing things at me and throwing things into the algorithm to create uh, in in an effort to avoid inequity isn't, isn't an algorithm. No, it's not. What you're doing is you're acting outside the algorithm. You're trying to tell AI you're wrong for suggesting things. Based on their listening history. No,
2: what you have, what you what you have is you have human beings uh, programming the AI to
0: play what they want you to hear, not what you wish to hear. Yeah, that's that's that exactly my point. You're the the human is telling AI you're wrong for suggesting based on the history. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. That's all an algorithm is about is your listening or viewing history. History. Oh, just amazing. It, it, but you can't avoid this. Well, that'll,
2: that'll kill a business model. Well, the thing <laughs> is, is that
0: these artists monetize. You know, they don't get much. But every time a, a, a piece of music is streamed, Wall Street Journal also had the story the other day about Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny does not have a major label and yet is one of the top, if not the top, over the last three years on Spotify. He's killing it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, I but see. But good for him. I see it all over the place. Yeah. I mean, he's crushing it. He mm-hmm. uh touring, he grossed hundreds of millions of dollars. Major artists, some major artists don't ever get to that point. And, you know, good for him. But that's because an algorithm, you know, people found him. And I don't know how new he is. But he's not on a major label getting the kind of promotion. He's getting that promotion of his music basically being played over and over and over again by other people, which is the algorithm. Eight six six ninety red eye
3: Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the chief financial officer of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially without increases in revenue trying to reduce costs let alone make sense of them can be a complicated task understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year a penny saved could be one thousand dollars earned saving just one penny per mile over one hundred thousand miles driven annually will deliver one thousand dollars to the bottom line at the end of the year owner operator business 101 is provided by shell rotella Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley and I am Gary McNamara, eight six six ninety Red Eye. Well, if if uh, uh, Spotify actually decides to have equity uh, in your personal algorithm, uh, that is a business model that will not work out. No, I am telling you right no, now, that's no, not well. going to work out. Well, in, because if, if you keep
0: think. if if you again, if you say okay, yeah, I'll uh, let the suggestions kind of work in and and create my playlist here, uh, and it. You keep hearing things that you really don't want, and you're skipping over. Right. Here's the thing. They're going to see that, and they're going to have to change that. What they're trying to do is avoid the reality that is this. Not every artist is going to be monetized the same on any platform. Certain artists are going to get more play. It's that simple. Taylor Swift is killing it. She's gonna get. She's going to vacuum all the air out of the room. You know, it's okay. We can go back to um, Neil Young on Spotify, leaving Spotify because Joe Rogan, right? Yep. Well, why did Spotify want Neil Young in the first place? Because he's really old, and he has a long, long <laughs> list of songs in his catalog. So you have content and that's why they do it they know that the you know the the uh, the more established the artist the more the play and if you're saying well we don't like it that Taylor Swift is making so much money and uh, you know other artists aren't you know well but she's right now she's on top there will be a day when people are going oh Taylor Swift I remember her But that's not today. And that's how it works. So for young artists, look, it's always been a scramble. It's always been, you know, how do you get more airplay? How do you get more streaming and everything else? The artists and their management have to work through other social media to promote it. Hey, we're available on Spotify. You know, we're available on Apple Music. We're available on on Prime Music. All these things. It's always been that. You have to promote your music. And there's a lot of great music by artists that don't get a lot of play on streaming, a ton of great music. And so, you know, that just is kind of the way it's always been. Doesn't mean that you can't find those artists, you know, if you're seeking them out, but that's what the whole algorithm thing is about. You know, if, um, if I'm seeking out more independent artists, or whatever type of artist, however they're going to be defined by the data that's connected with their, their music on that platform, then, you know, and other people don't do that. Well, it just means I'm going to have to basically build my own playlist, you know, and trying to build equity in that is never going to work. That's not what an algorithm is about.
1: So good. You know you want to listen again with our podcast available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara 86690 Red Eye if you'd like uh, to get in on the uh, the the show today. Uh good morning. Uh, thanks Hello. For, thanks for uh
0: thanks for being here. Howdy. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, here's the thing about Spotify. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so laughing about that. Is that, <laughs> is that I, I don't mind listening to female artists as long as it's a female who's not past her prime.
1: <laughs> Eric Carly, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Because we know we listen to men way beyond their prime. Oh yeah, (laughs) Rolling Stones.
0: Uh (laughs) I don't know. Rolling Stones have always been old. I I figured it out. They just started out old. I I
2: remember. I I remember in the late seventies when they were touring. It was like, "Ah, come on, they're just really old. I mean, I must go see the old. (laughs) Yeah, they're past their prime.
0: You put Ann and Nancy Wilson on a stage any day I'll watch that, I'll listen to that. Yeah. I I grew up listening to Heart. What a voice. No, yeah. my gosh.
2: What a voice. I mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. You know you Insane. know it's really
2: you know it's really interesting when you just when you mention that because uh, when you mention Heart I'm you know I've seen interviews that they've done you know where they talk about, you know, sexism and things like that, but the sexism mm. was inside the business. No, it was. You know because was, because I I grew up well, number one, I never had, I, I, you know, when it came to, I, I'm like you, you know, I like so many different types of music. I can go from classical music to heavy metal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, so, I mean, that that's a pretty wide range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like a lot of country, but there's some country artists I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like the way that country music has seen to become more pop than actually country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I like bluegrass. I mean, there isn't mm-hmm. anything that... You know, if I've come to realize that I like almost any kind of music, if
0: performed well. If the artist means it, if I hear passion, uh, I I, I talked about um, the artist L.V. Shane, the country artist L.V. Shane, and um, had the honor of working with him in Louisville at the uh, Mid-America Trucking Show. But his songs are just, I mean, the way he delivers a song, you know, and, and that's what I want to hear in any music, any genre. I want to hear it, you you mentioned bluegrass. You know, um it, it I remember the first time I heard Gladys Knight. And it was Midnight Train to Georgia on the radio. Mm-hmm. And the first two things she says are letters, LA. But her voice was so textured and rich. And then she tells this story. I'm a kid. I didn't even understand the story, and I was crying by the end. I mean, she's just got one of those voices that is that just delivers, and in, in a way, you want that song delivered. Well, you want it. You want the story told in a way that it should be told, and and it has to be that conviction. In a voice. That's right. Yeah, well, I never had the bias
2: of females in music at all. And, you know, you mentioned Gladys Knight, but it was really Motown. Mm-hmm. You know, you think, you know, some of the the, the Ronnie Spector, the Supremes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Diana, Diana Ross was really the, when I was a kid, the first thing I heard where I went, oh, I mean, ain't no mountain high enough. Mm-hmm. Blew my mind as a kid when mm-hmm. I heard that the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you go on to uh, uh, you know all the, you know all the great Motown female artists, and then it just expanded out from that. So when Heart came along, which was you know there weren't there weren't a lot of women in rock, but I didn't care. All I ever cared about was is it good? Yeah, right. You know, and then for me, early on, even you know before you got to the rock uh, uh, part portion of it, for me was when I was introduced uh, to the the band uh, uh, Renaissance and Annie Haslam, which is more, you know, more prog rock. But mm-hmm. when I when I heard her, and then that just catapulted me. But none of it was ever strange. I never went, oh, a woman can sing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, die. I knew they could. Or, yeah. well, well yeah. I can't believe that a woman can rock and roll. So there was no bias when Hart's album first came out. It was like, whoa. You, you
4: know, it was I like, mean, this, we, is, we, this, this we, is good. And I yeah. never
2: said, it's good for a woman. It's good. Good is good, right, right? And and I've always believed that probably the greatest female singers in rock and roll to me are probably better than most male singers. I just think the female yeah. voice yeah, has such range. a has yeah. such a great range. Mm-hmm, now now, range. now there's there there are exceptions to the rule, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Mercury. <laughs> yeah, right. But but I've always saw and and so I never had that prejudiced at all. But it's like when I wish to listen to uh, country, I want to listen to country. When I want to listen to classical, I want to listen to classical. When I want to listen to harder rock, I want to listen to harder rock. If I want to listen to a little bit of punk, I want to hear punk. And you're just, you know, and so you have the biases of what I want to hear now, does not mean that that is a negative somehow of you as a human being wishing to hear a particular sound at a point and that's where they're going they're trying yeah, to yeah. they're trying to make listening to a particular genre of music when you wish to listen to a particular genre of music and portray it as being somehow immoral racist and evil
0: well it's, it's or sexist right sexist. it's it's trying to retrain the AI to ignore algorithms yeah if that's your goal and that's going to be your business model, good luck.
2: Well, the goal is also to demonize as the left is doing. They're demonizing everything. Anybody's right. choice, you know, has to be has to fit their particular narrative. And if it doesn't, well, then you're evil, and therefore Spotify needs to find a way to make uh, your music listening more equitable when you choose the type of music that you wish to hear. No, that's not good enough because it may not be what someone else feels is the right music to be listening to or have the, uh, the the right identity politics in to listen to at that particular moment.
0: Right, because then you it, it must include then that, all right, uh, if there's an inequity in one direction, then you must fix it if one particular user has too many uh, Taylor Swift's and okay. their playlist. Well, that would be justifiable. Then you're going to have to throw in some <laughs> based on based on tool. my music
2: biases. <laughs> some Slayer.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, what right. is this?
2: All right, this, so, so this does have to this does have to bring up the story that I tell every couple of years that people might have missed. Mm-hmm. So I actually worked for a radio station and right. it was in a pretty decent market, rock right. station. Right. And the gentleman who owned the group of radio stations sort of lost it. Yeah. And, and he came up with this bright idea. This is a true story. I'm not, I'm not going to give any more inf- I don't want to tell you where it was or anything like that because I don't. The people who were involved were, um, let me put it this way, the big guy in WKRP in Cincinnati. Hmm. That was the general manager of the station. Mm-hmm. So you can tell the funny stories, but you would never want to hurt their memory with anybody because they were salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. and that's my feelings on it but i have to tell i've told the story on the air before but the the actual owner of the stations not the general manager of my particular station came up with this idea that everybody we all met at the cent, at a central location for a meeting and everybody that was an employee now he was in his 80s at the time this guy who and his his idea was take everybody's top favorite 100 songs of all time and you had to go through and Go through your your, every single year and pick your top 100 songs, put it all together, put it in a computer and spit it out. Now, this is everybody, including his, uh, you know, his receptionist who had worked for him for 70 years or whatever. Right. And whatever it came out was the computer sheet of what you were going to play on the radio. And I was program director of the station at the time. And I'm like, well, this is insane and then we got the music sheet that we had to that we had to pay attention to and play and i'm not making this up because this was in the 80s it was like frank sinatra followed by van halen followed by willie nelson uh, follow- I failed to see the problem so far. <laughs> I'm totally on board. <laughs> followed by Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Still with you? Uh, uh you know, uh, 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 followed by Doris Day. Doris Day. Yes. Yeah. I'm not, yeah I had. A, thank you very much. You picked the perfect. Followed by 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 Doris Day. Mm-hmm. Followed by uh, Boy George. Mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah I, I'm out. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. I'll stay you. through the Doris Day. I, I'm not kidding. And that's what we had. To, and so we had to We had to fake it. And for mm-hmm. over a year, we faked it. Mm-hmm. And I was in charge of faking it. And we knew, like, the, o- the owner of the stations would fly in. And we would find out when he was flying in for the weekend because he would listen to the show and go down along the computer list to make sure you were following it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so he would come into town. Now, we knew. We had spies at the station, and in the production room where you made commercials, whenever the general manager called the owner, one of my staff was was tapped in into that line to hear the conversation of when he was going to come in town. We knew when he was going to land. Once he landed, we either, and he always came in only on the weekends, we always went into at that point, if we knew like the day before he was coming in, All of a sudden, we could get away with it by saying, "Okay, we have a special Beatles weekend this weekend or something like that. Whatever we would throw on a special. We do something that was special and we get away with it while he was in town. Right. And the the night guy would get caught once in a while because he was guys
0: always get caught. Yeah,
2: the night guy. But, uh, you know, but but I ran a hoodlums. I ran interference to him. So a year goes by of doing this. Well, we go to, like, number one in the market because mm. we're, we're not following that. We're doing what we want to do. We go to, like, number one in the market. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, I was only the fill-in program director. I was, the, it was, like, the when I got hired, the guy quit and two weeks later, my first program director job. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we had this meeting, and there were two rock stations that had to follow it, ours and another one. Mm. So we go up to in another city. So we go up there. They had to follow it because he was in their town, so they actually had to follow the format, and they just tanked in the ratings. And we were like number one, and so the owner of the station, or you know, the owner of the radio stations, sits there and gives me a special recognition, and I have to stand up. And my the, my music director and my afternoon guy is they came up with me on the trip, and there they are next to me. I'm getting now Gary knows exactly what he's doing and Gary is doing knows how to take this format and work it and work it and work it. And I'm sitting there and every, we're, we're all got our heads bowed down like, oh, boy, if they ever find out. So the meeting's over and the program director of the other station, who's going to get fired very soon because He had to play the format. He Mm -hmm. had to play this insane format, comes up to me and goes, you SOB, I know exactly what you're doing. I've been down there. You're not following the format at all. And I said, because we'd all be fired if I did. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that was. uh,
0: Did they ever learn?
2: uh, I got, I ended up, uh, this is a true story. I ended up getting fired because we went to number one. And that's this is what I was told you're we we went to number one you're being fired because we know you're going to ask for a raise okay good and I actually got I actually was fired for taking a station to number one mm-hmm. and I actually went to unemployment and they said why did you get fired I said well this is what they told me and they said come on don't lie to us I go I'm not making it up now it's radio I come back the next week the yeah. guy's shaking his head going you were right I talked to the general manager and he said, Yeah, that was the reason they knew you were gonna ask for a raise, so they fired you. Yeah. By the way, I wasn't going to ask for a raise.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. All true. All true stories. I watched a program director get fired for the same. And he (laughs) never asked for a raise. They said, Well, we know we can't afford you any longer. And he says, Well, what if I well, but we know you'll find a job anyway because you've done so well. (laughs) And he was also the morning guy. He was gone. He was gone. I was the morning guy too. Yeah, I was. Wow, that's that's a great story. Yeah, it's the exact same as mine. Yep, yep. They said, "Nope, we know you can get. Yeah. You're going to get hired somewhere else anyway. So we're going to go ahead while we have somebody who can take your place. We're going to put them in and for fewer dollars. You go. Yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he got a full two week severance. <laughs> to- I got. Whole (laughs) weeks. I got zero. Yeah. (laughs) And they paid him in American dollars. (laughs) 86690
1: Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Eye. There's the picture there of four uh, congressional Democrats: uh, Senator Ted Lieu, Adam Schiff, mm-hmm. Representative Chu, uh, uh, Representative uh, Takano, all holding Bud Lights. Oh, okay. Together. All right. And the caption from Republicans is, worst party ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio.
2: Across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. We, Eric Hurley over there. Me, Gary McNamara over here. Hello. No, I guess I'm... There's no me and we. What?
0: <laughs> remember, there's no me and team. That's right, exactly. What? <laughs> like our former CEO of our former company. We just want you to remember, there's no I in Citadel. Actually, there's two. <laughs> there's... Did you really say that? No. Okay, I just wonder. Hi. Hi. No. No. <laughs> No there's there's two of them. Okay. <laughs> well, 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 there's no me and team. Yeah, there is.
2: All right. All the gloves are off after uh this this uh, uh came out. Um you know, you and I've spent a lot of time over the last 10 years, but really over the last couple of months talking about the liberal transgender activist movement and uh with um gains coming out. the the swimmer, and Mm -hmm. doing what she has done really has changed the dynamic completely uh, where you see now every single day, this is in the news, and every single day. I mean, I was at the Breitbart story talking about the fact that uh, in in Tennessee that, uh, you know, and they quote GOP people saying, okay, after this thing now, the liberal transgender activist movement is just insane. They're going to go insane and they're actually warning about violence now, you know, that expect that there's going to be violence because they're desperate because the 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 political attack, the debate has actually started. The debate really was never around.
5: Hmm.
2: Republicans were afraid to talk about it. This this uh, ad, this mocking ad from the DeSantis. Uh, came out yesterday called Real Men in Women's Sports. Here it is.
1: Team DeSantis presents...
2: Real men of
3: women's sports.
1: Today we recognize the men who've hacked the system.
3: Hacked the system.
1: Once mediocre in the men's division, now cream up the crop in the women's.
3: From mediocre to champion.
1: You couldn't cut it with the boys, so you pushed women off the podium.
0: Real men. Steal first place
1: because without you, sports would be fair. Without you, women's sports would be for, well,
0: women. Uh, I don't know how many remember the Bud Light ad that was like that. Yeah, that had the guy singing after the mm-hmm. voiceover guy right. said something. So that's based on that uh, old Bud Light ad. And, and they have and- it, they have a uh- the, the,
2: the fake beer they have is called, and there's the emblem there throughout the entire commercial, mm. and, and it shows a wagon being pulled by alligators. <laughs> <laughs> and the beer is freedom heavy. Freedom heavy. Made right. from woke free. Brewed in the free state of Florida. And, and so. Uh, made
0: from the tears of snowflakes.
2: You know so all I mean for, I mean I I'm amazed the left hasn't responded to this ad. I have not seen because this would be something that somebody if you had if you had done this about a month ago or yeah. 2 months ago yeah. there would have been an uprising from the left that you are fired. Yeah because right. you're you're you know you're absolutely transphobic. Right. And there's the response to the ad has been, you know, laughter. The response to the um uh, uh, to the picture that was out of Ted Lieu and Adam Schiff and a couple of other Democratic uh, uh, congresspeople drinking Bud Lights has been mocked like crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the worst party ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But when you, you know, this is, I, I've, I've seen more ads. Yesterday I was really impressed, the ads out there, just saying liberal transgender active, a- activist movement is based on misogyny. It's based on women hatred. The Democrats now are becoming the party are now becoming the anti-woman party. And you're having Republicans now saying it. Why are the Democrats anti-women? This stuff they should have been saying years ago. But the debate now, I don't believe it's going back now. The debate now is once you have somebody like DeSantis come out and run that ad. And by the way, Donald Trump Jr., tremendous amount of criticism for what he said about anheuser Bush and we addressed that yesterday when we said well doesn't doesn't trump realize trump junior realize that it doesn't matter what a company has done it's how they quickly change like this yeah from maybe having conservative roots to then believing no we can't win this way anymore and just like we saw in black lives matter where industry and sports bought the lie of black lives matter they all jumped on board. How many companies now are promoting that they're with Black Lives Matter right now? I don't know of one. I haven't seen any lately at all. Seen, I haven't seen one it. No, they're running like crazy. And the same thing is going to, uh, you know, the same thing's going to happen here because now the debate has started. It's just begun on this, by the way.
0: It's just begun. Well, because, and, 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 and the debate is not, a, just a partial debate. If you're going to endorse as a corporation the liberal transgender movement, it includes the effort to teach five-year-olds sexualized material in school. It includes the effort to have children determine whether they can have genital mutilation surgery. That's what you jump... It has nothing really to do with Dylan Mulvaney. No.
2: It really doesn't, no.
0: It's what you're endorsing
2: overall. You're—it's Once it's you endorse entire, it, you endorse the entirety of it's it. It's the yes. entire
0: thing yes. because there is no separation. Well, there isn't. I don't see anyone in the transgender movement saying, listen, we draw the line at teaching five-year-olds. We draw the line at giving children the right to have the surgery and leaving the parents out of it. We draw the line. Right. We, I don't we, see that yeah, anywhere. We we draw the line at biological
2: males competing against biological females. And we and, draw the line. They, nobody is saying that. You don't hear right. that anywhere. No. It, you, you, once you're into it, you endorse, by default, you endorse everything. Full on. Full on, and that's the problem, and that's something, for example, that uh, you you and I
0: were talking about. Joe Rogan apparently doesn't understand. I don't know why. It's easy to understand. Well, the thing is, is that he's not, he's not jumping into the heart of the debate, and the debate is about what the agenda wants. It's not about how adults wish to live their life. No, got nothing. No, it's got nothing to do with Dylan Mulvaney. No, it's it's not about, um. You
2: know, for example, I mean, because I, I saw, I didn't see Rogan recently talk about it, but before he goes, what do, you, what do you
0: care if somebody else is transgender? That's not even the argument. Not even the argument. Not the argument. I, you know, Adults are free to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. When they start saying that children should be taught things, including sexualized material, starting at the age of five, oh, I'm drawing a line. Yeah. When they say... That it's okay for children to have surgery that includes genital mutilation. I'm I'm definitely drawing a line there. No, no, and no. And there is no separation of that. By the way, remember when Democrats used to be against genital mutilation? Oh yeah. No, for years and, they spoke and, out about it. In in <clears throat> in countries where it was practiced and they came out and said no this shouldn't be happening and so when you see for example when and when the picture
2: came out of Ted Lieu and Schiff and the other democrats holding bud light that's what they are admitting that they are for yeah and it's pure insanity and everybody knows it mm-hmm. everyone knows it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so now you have like i said uh you have uh Gaines coming out, DeSantis coming out. I mean, these are blunt statements that are coming out, extremely blunt statements, and they need to be, they need to continue, and it needs to be brought up. This is another issue. I mean, it's sort of like Black Lives Matter, and the whole police departments are systemically racist to hunt down and kill blacks. It was based on a lie. It's not true. Um... It's when you and I were talking about that, and at times we felt like we were completely alone. Mm. And we have in the liberal transgender activist movement, we're like, where are conservatives on this? For years we've been talking about it, and now it's here. And so we're very appreciative that finally conservatives and Republicans are standing up and talking about the sexism, the misogyny, the immorality, the evilness of the liberal transgender activist movement. And not going on the defense, but going right on the offense. These people are sexist misogynists is what they are. Yeah. They're advocating child abuse. That's what they are. No apologies. Nothing needed. Before they label you, you label them for what they truly are. Yep. Not their labels back at, you know, at us. Well, you're transphobic. What does that mean? Explain to me. I can explain to you the sexism and misogyny of the liberal transgender activist movement demanding that women allow men to define what the definition of woman is and then the intimidation to destroy women's lives if they don't go along with it. This is no problem. Well, you're a transphobe. I don't know what that means. I'm not afraid of anything. Well, you don't want people. Nope, I've got I'm not telling adults what to do at all. I'm not telling you what you should do I'd, with your own personal life. What I'm telling you is that you should not compete against women and then intimidate them. You cannot change science. And you need to stop with the promotion of child abuse and the sexism and misogynist mindset that you have. End of story. No apologies. Never. And it's all part of the same agenda.
0: Yep. It's all part. Yep. You're right. It's inclusive. And when you, when there's a corporate endorsement of it, there's no way to say, well, we support this. We don't support that. Yep. Nope. When you jump in, you're all in. Try and tell the agenda you're not all in. Good luck with that. And this is the problem that they're facing right now, and Anheuser Bush is facing the same problem that other corporations have faced in the recent past. To the extent that the board at Disney had to call the retired CEO and said, "Please come back, yeah, save our company."
2: Maybe it's not a good idea that we, as Disney, are promoting teaching sexualized content to kindergarten kids, to five-year-olds, and telling them they can be whatever sex
0: they want. Maybe
2: we as Disney should not be promoting that.
0: Maybe we don't go to war with the parents. That's right. Which is exactly what they're all doing. And you're not going to win.
2: And that's the thing, same thing, too. The Democrats think they're going to war here with, uh, with the Republicans, mm-hmm. and they're not. Right. In the liberal transgender activist movement, the the Democrats are anti-women. They're going against women. Mm-hmm. And I saw that yesterday. I got to find the article. But it was a gra- great headline that said the Democrats are increasingly anti-women by supporting this. And it's true. Not just yep. anti-women. Yeah. Sexist, misogynist, yep. women haters wishing and justifying that women like Riley Gaines be intimidated.
0: They're okay with it. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they're absolutely okay with it. And it's
2: disgusting. Do whatever you want in your life. As an adult, go ahead. Leave the children out of it. Yep. And don't expect because you believe something that I must believe it. And if you don't believe in science, don't force me to not believe in science. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Be what you want to be. Don't step on me. And you're not
0: taking my kids with you.
2: Yeah. Or my kids. Eight six six ninety red eye
1: Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety uh, red eye Now, uh, concurrently with uh, the right now, uh, it seems willing to debate the liberal transgender activist movement. It is time to also double, triple, quadruple down on critical race theory. Mm. It's, yeah. it's, it's time for the Republicans to look at the Democratic Party and point out to the American public that the racists are in the Democratic Party. Yeah. They are the ones, and everybody, every Democrat listening right now knows that it's the Democrats. They know it. How do they know it? Identity politics. Everyone, every Democrat knows that they're the party of identity politics, which is judging people by a group, that the group that they're in, not as individuals. Oh, by the way, that goes right back to Morgan Freeman. The whole thing, you you see what he said? Mm -hmm. About, you know, the whole uh, uh, Black History Month and everything else. Right. The only... The only way, and he's absolutely right. We've said it many times. The only way you get equality is not to mention it anymore. Right. If you're mentioning people's physical characteristics as their identity, you
0: will always be racist. Then the focus will always remain on that. Right. And he's right. Yeah. right. And so the identity
2: politics of the left is, is the evidence that they are the racist party.
0: Well, and we, we said, look, with Martin Luther King, how long before they just come out and say, I mean, they basically have without saying it full on. Well, no, you can't judge someone just by the content of their character. You have to judge them by the color of their skin. That's how racists think. Right. And that's not at all. How Martin Luther King.
2: And I don't know why the thought. Republicans are, have been so hesitant on the liberal transgender activist movement. And even now, I mean, with mm-hmm. the you saw the one GOP group that uh, that uh, pulled one of their criticisms mm-hmm. uh, towards anheuser Bush, And then again, uh, what uh, Donald Trump Jr. said, which got him pounded on by conservatives. Yeah. And it's need to do the exact same thing on the on critical race theory, judging people by the group that they're in and not as individuals. Right. That has to stop. And the Republican Party can pound that every day. And the vast majority of Americans know it's true. And it's important for them to point out because this is the bizarre thing. The racism is blunt, is absolutely upfront and blunt with Democrats. Democrats accuse the Republicans of being racist and they say how? And they go, well, in code. They talk in code. Yeah. All right, so they're talking in code. We're not really sure what the code... What? What is the code? Well, if you're against illegal immigration, well, then you're racist. Mm. Well, no. Because I don't care about the race of the person crossing the border illegally. If it's Europeans, if it's white Europeans crossing the border illegally... I'm against that. And so you can explain uh, I, I, any conservative ideology and easily promote the fact that it's not racist. Democrats can't do it because they're absolutely blunt on it. I have never seen a party more blunt on on racism in american history than the democratic party they've always been blunt on it mm-hmm. and the incredible thing is they're still as blunt as can be today and still smugly accuse the other party of being racist through coded words
0: right that's not what they said it's what they were thinking. thinking right and they talk in code and oh you mean they're not racist no they're racist <laughs>
1: To Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he is Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye.
2: Okay, in other news out there. The FBI and federal prosecutors announced Monday the arrest of two New York residents who allegedly ran. I know I we all heard this and went, What? An undisclosed Chinese government police station in Manhattan's Chinatown neighborhood. The two have been charged with conspiring to act as agents of the Chinese government, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of New York. Hmm. The U.S. Attorney for that office said China's Ministry of Public Security has repeatedly and flagrantly violated our nation's sovereignty, including by opening and operating a police station in the middle of New York City. Two miles from our office, just across from the Brooklyn Bridge, this nondescript office building in the heart of bustling Chinatown in lower Manhattan, has a dark secret. Until several months ago, an entire floor of this building hosted an undeclared police station of the Chinese National Police. Now, just imagine the NYPD opening an undeclared secret police station in Beijing. That would be unthinkable. Here's what we know happened inside the secret police station in lower Manhattan. At the very least, the station was providing some government services like helping Chinese citizens renew their Chinese driver's license, Piece continued. But to do even that, the law requires that individuals like the defendants who acted as agents of foreign governments give prior notice to the attorney general before setting up shop in New York City that didn't happen more troubling though is the fact that the secret police station appears to have had a more sinister use on at least one occasion an official with the Chinese National Police directed one of the defendants a US citizen who worked at the secret police station to help locate a pro-democracy activist of Chinese descent living in California in other words the Chinese National Police appear to be using the station to track a U.S. resident on U.S. soil. The two defendants whose uh, arrests were announcing today destroyed evidence of their communications with the Chinese National Police when they learned of the FBI's investigation. These two defendants knew they had something to hide and... Uh, ...and obstructed justice in an attempt to prevent the FBI from learning the full extent of what they were up to. Uh, Peace said the office and the FBI's New York field ...that his office and the New York uh, FBI's New York field office are the first law enforcement partners in the world... ...to make arrests in connection with the Chinese government's overseas police stations. Both defendants in the case were arrested at their homes in New York City on Monday afternoon. They are uh, both are U.S. citizens... Their first court appearance on the charges took place on Monday. And they talked about the fact that there's more of these police stations and Congress knows that these. there was a Democratic congressperson said yesterday, oh, yeah, we know that there's more police stations around the country and their whole goal is to intimidate uh, uh, Chinese dissidents in the United States. And Mm -hmm. he says, but they're also in Canada and other Western countries around the world.
0: Yeah. Well, um, then... There clearly has to be an effort uh, to stop this activity. I don't know. I don't know how you find it. I would like to know all the details on the investigation in terms of um, how this happened. Was it was it just not well hidden? You know. You drive, you drive by any major in any major city, you drive by a building and unless the police are called there or there's something that really stands out to the point or somebody, you know, notices and calls the authorities, you're not going to see a police presence where they just walk into a building and start asking questions. Hey, what do you do here? Hey, what is this building or what is this office? Mm -hmm. And I would love to know more about the investigation. I'd also like to know more about how many cities in the U.S. have similar setups. You know, how concerned should we be about this? Because if it's not isolated to New York, then... You can bet there has to be a wide-scale operation in play right now.
2: A 2022 investigation published by the Spain-based advocacy group Safeguard Defenders reported that China has set up overseas service stations, including in New York, that illegally work with Chinese police to pressure fugitives to return to China. Mm-hmm. They want Chinese dissidents to return to China. They've been like mm-hmm. intimidating them is is the charge from Safeguard. The Department of Justice has been ramping up probes into what it calls transnational repression by U.S. adversaries such as China and Iran to intimidate political opponents living in the United States. We cannot and will not tolerate the Chinese government persecution of pro-democracy activists who have sought refuge in this country, said the top federal prosecutor in Brooklyn. Hmm. Prosecutors on Monday uh, unveiled charges against 34 Chinese officials for allegedly operating a troll farm and harassing dissidents online, including by disrupting their meetings on U.S. technology platforms. They also added eight Chinese government officials as defendants in the case announced uh, announced in 2020 charged uh, charging a former Chinese based executive of Zoom video communications with disrupting video meetings commemorating The 1989 Tiananmen Square protest. Yeah. So this goes back a while. The officials charged are still all at large. So, yeah. By by, uh, initiating prosecution against Chinese citizens under the pretext of transnational repression, uh, the U.S. side is exercising long-arm jurisdiction based on fabricated charges, said a spokesperson for the Chinese embassy in the United States. Uh, the uh, two, again, are U.S. citizens who lead a nonprofit organization that lists its mission as providing social gathering place for people from uh, a China province. Uh, before it closed in the fall of 2022, the Men's New York operation occupied a full floor of a nondescript building in Chinatown near the Manhattan Bridge. Wow. Yeah, you know, so many buildings down there. You're right. I mean, you just don't. Uh... How many buildings are there, you know, you go by and it's like, oh, I wonder what's going on in that building.
0: Well, it's it's not unusual in major cities uh, to uh, to see locations where um, service is provided to uh, immigrants from whatever nation. You
5: mm-hmm.
0: see that a lot in, in Texas and other border states. Uh, you know, essentially, all right, if you're here, uh, we're going to help you. Make sure that, um, you know, if you're on a, a path to citizenship or if you're whatever it is, if you're here on a work visa and and you need assistance with official uh, documents or anything like that, then you see those places. And, and they've been around, I mean, I've lived in Texas all my life. Um, I guess I first probably noticed them as... Uh, a teenager at some point. You know, but they're everywhere. And so easy enough to disguise in the case of this situation, this office as, yeah, we're, we're providing services. We're a nonprofit. We're providing services. And it's actually the police, the Chinese police setting up and looking for uh, Chinese dissidents. N- you, you cross a, a very definitive line and and the point you know being made, imagine if if the US did that in Beijing. <laughs>
4: hmm. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well you see what happened. I mean
2: in, in Russia, the Wall Street Journal, uh you know, journalist. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a journalist. Mm-hmm. There have been enough people to come out and go, what are you talking about, these guys? And so that was and you know and you know, you think about it, they took him in response to uh, Gr- Griner's deal, I guarantee yeah, it. Right. They're mm-hmm. just trying to make another deal. Mm-hmm. Kidnap another American. Right. Get Biden to make another deal. that right. That we give them an American who has done nothing. They give us a high-valued, uh, high uh, you know, uh, Russian.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that, we'll, that we'll they, take somebody who's going to get a lot of talk uh, right. about uh, being held and then that's going to play out in the media and then we get what we want out of the deal. And why wouldn't they do that?
2: You don't have to set up a police station or actually do any type of spying or any clandestine well, see, that's- activity. All you need to do is be an American of prominence. Yeah, And, you know, after the Brittany Griner deal where they went, jeez, we, I- po- we played the United States for suckers on that deal. Right, We got a high-value target. We gave them back a basketball player. Well, hey, we'll just go after another We'll go high after this, this high profile individual yep. who obviously is not a spy by any means right. and we will hold him until we can get we're sure we get the Biden administration uh, to make a trade that's advantageous to us. And we give them back someone who was not a high valued intelligence target at all.
0: Right. This deal with China watching the uh, the, the press conference live yesterday and and they kept a lot of the questions they couldn't. Answer because they said, well, a lot of this there's still an ongoing investigation, but I'm curious to learn about the uh, the behavior of these Chinese officials and to what it what methods they used, and because that's very scary to think about this happening on on American soil, and then immediately following that, the word coming out that oh yeah, it's going on pretty much all over the world including other locations in the U S and Canada, right? <clears throat> I mean, there are, I and, and I don't know. I didn't see a number attached to a story. Maybe you did on the number of uh, what they estimate to be the number of Chinese dissidents or just citizens of China that are currently in the U.S. I S I didn't see a number. No. I didn't see a number there but it's significant enough that they set up shop yeah, in I'm, major cities yeah. i'm assuming it's the dissidents i mean the, the intimidation yeah, right. is for the dissidents not well that's i guess that's my question is it is there was there any other kind of effort in well, terms I, of propaganda yeah. and that's what oh, i I'm that's sure. what i'm curi- curious about their methodology and what mm-hmm. they used and was it exclusive what it, was it only about seeking out dissidents and
2: what i what i what i got well i'm just going by what they have said Mm -hmm. some of the other things that they believe have been going on which is Mm -hmm. you attempt to intimidate dissidents to come back so you can punish them harshly right which means you have a basically uh chinese agents that contact you and tell you if you don't come back we're going to harm members of your family back there right and so there's always a presence that you can never get away that intimidating presence, you can never get away from us. The long arm of the CCP is right here in the United States. And, and we're not, not going away. And we're not going away. And mm-hmm. who knows what threats may come to some of those dissonance. It might not just be that we'll harm your relatives back here. It also might be we'll harm your relatives here. Well, that's the first thing I think. If you don't come back.
0: That's the first thing I think is, is that, you know, what – What tactics did they use and how far were they willing to go? And I guess, how early are we in this investigation? What might we learn about their behavior and their methods? It's kind of scary to think about. 866-90-RED-EYE.
1: Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio.
4: Are you into weird, spooky and strange history? Horrifying History tells you about the side of history that people don't normally talk about. We tell the tales of haunted places, infamous true crimes, unsolved mysteries, the paranormal and then... We look to history to see where the truth actually lies. Want to get spooky with us?
3: Horrifying History, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.
2: It's Friday radio. He's Eric Cronin. I'm Gary McNamara. uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Sorry, I'm trying to talk too quickly here. Gary
1: McNamara. In
2: in response to what you were saying about how long, you know, how many are there and how long has this been going on, on Monday's broadcast of CNN, The Lead, Representative Seth Moulton said, Democrat from Massachusetts, said there are many more Chinese police stations in the United States designed to harass people who criticize the Chinese Communist Party. And he stunned it. it took so long as it did to act against them since they've been known since they've known about it for a long time. Jake Tapper said are there any more of these police stations set up in the United States that are essentially operating on behalf of the Chinese government to harass people here in the United States who are dissidents who are critical of the Chinese government? Yes. My understanding is that there are and it's really I mean just step back for a second Jake this is absolutely absurd that the Chinese government thinks that they can act uh, and set up their own police station in a place like New York City? And then they give this, he gave the same analogy. Could you imagine if we did the same uh, in uh, in uh, in China? Mm-hmm. We've heard about these police stations existing for a while, and I'm frankly shocked that it's taken us this long to take them out. I think we need to take a much harder line against this because, again, when you step back from the situation, step back from the details, and just the idea that the Chinese Communist Party think that they can have a police station in America is totally absurd.
0: Yeah. Well, they're apparently getting away with it, at least up until recently.
1: is Red Eye Radio.
2: We're Red Eye Radio, eight six six ninety 90 red eye He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app and you can listen when and where you want. If uh, you can't listen live overnight, and so welcome and thanks for uh, uh, being here. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, this uh, came out yesterday. House Committee on Oversight Chairman uh, James Comer announced yesterday that a total of nine Biden family members may have profited from the family's international business schemes. Nine potential members profiting from the family business is six more than Comer had previously disclosed. Mm. I know, I keep thinking of the call we had on, was it Friday? It was Friday, I think, we had the call where the guy said, well,
0: when's anything going to happen? Right, yeah, yeah, nothing ever gets done.
2: Nothing ever gets done. We hear all this stuff from Comer, and as we had to explain, well, you know, I can understand if a year from now you don't hear anything, or by this fall if there are no hearings, yeah, I I can understand the impatience. But the fact is, uh the Republicans had no power in Congress until less than a hundred days ago. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I believe me. <laughs>
0: all, you know why I understand? Where's Durham? <laughs> That's all that's all. I understand. Does Durham even exist? <laughs> was he created through AI? Maybe he just never was real. Is there is there such a person You're named right. Durham actually? That's yeah. right. Like, does he actually <laughs> exist or Durham who? Yeah. 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 No, it's um I would think since we've seen nothing uh since the whole Sussman thing. And heard of, of no other indictments, nothing else coming down. That it's now just about issuing the report, and I'm sure Merrick Garland will be very transparent <laughs> with the American people. Uh, the special prosecutor <laughs> owes his report; it is he gives it to the attorney general. So uh, the question is: Will the attorney general uh, be transparent? Ultimately, we'll find out one way or the other. There will be testimony one way or the other. Um, But but we'll see. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, this is,
2: when you think about it, this is really the bomb about to explode. Because it's been going on for, because you know as well as I do. Hmm. If this was ever anybody else, even a a Democrat, that was BT Mm -hmm. before Trump. Yeah, I like that. BT. Every we, everything is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Atbt. Yeah. <there> you <laughs> but go. if it, if it was BT, if it was uh huh, twenty fifteen BT.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh Any Democrat, the investigations and the hearings would have already happened. Oh, yeah. Even a Democrat, this would have happened. Oh yeah. This is just to protect Biden, but because it's because of Trump. Everything changed after Trump got in, mm-hmm. that it didn't matter what a Democrat did, and we see it here in this particular case because uh, the one thing that you can't get past here, there's two things here. Number one, everybody knows Biden's lying when he says he has nothing to do with his son's business and mm-hmm. knew nothing about his son's business activities. We all know that's a lie. Yeah, Everyone knows that's a lie. There's not anybody. Every Democrat knows Listening right now knows that that's a lie. Yeah. And so you asked the question, why? When the evidence is overwhelming that Biden knew about the business activities. Number two, and, and I'll use uh, Trump as an example. Well, Trump was involved in this and Trump was involved. And Trump used, I think, was it on The View where they said that? Or was, I forgot who said that. Well, Trump used his family name. Why can't Biden use his family name? Well, because Trump... Has a number of businesses that use, every one of them uses his name. Yeah. But he's in legit businesses. Mm-hmm. What business is Biden in? Yeah. What right. business is Biden in where the family becomes enriched to millions of dollars and his different think tanks and whatever get hundreds of millions of dollars from foreign and Chinese donors? What is he what is the service that Biden is giving to earn all of those tens of millions of dollars to his family and to organizations that he is involved in hundreds of millions of dollars, including anonymous donations from the Chinese government. Mm. Excuse me, the Chinese Communist Party, Mm. which is the Chinese government. If you can answer those questions legitimately, then you can say that we guys, you know, we here on Red Eye talking about it are just political hacks and political partisans. If you can't answer those, then we are legit in our concern. Yeah. And as we know, Democrats can't answer it. No. Otherwise, they'd be trying to and they don't. They just stay away from it. But this thing is just a ticking time bomb, and Democrats know it. And I really believe, I really believe that's the reason that the Democrats are scared right now about 2024 and scared about Biden and wondering whether he's going to run and the delays that are happening now. And I even think partly in the family they know this. They even know this thing's going to blow up. It's only going in one, it's since Since the Democrats tried to hide it and the media tried to hide it and censor it back in the October of 2020, it's only gone in one direction. It's never gone in another direction, but more information that looks bad for the Biden family and Joe Biden Uh and more evidence of influence peddling. It hasn't gone the other way once. No. Not once. No. Everything makes it look worse. And if Comer isn't blowing smoke, and if he believes, and it's true, that one of the classified documents that was found in Biden's home where Hunter Biden stayed was transferred in order to con- to continue their business arrangement with whomever all hell will break loose at that point it's still bad no it's still bad if that doesn't exist but all hell breaks loose if that's the case if you can show that if you can show the classified documents oh my God. were shared from hunter biden with the chinese or anyone Ukraine, anyone, anyone? Russia. What it doesn't matter who they shared it with. In order to make money, all hell breaks loose at that point. And Comer is—that's what he—that's what he believes, or he has a great interest in that he suspects. Let me—is would that be more correct? That he—I would,
0: would say that. Okay, yeah. that he suspects. It's not something he obviously he can't. He hasn't proven that it's something he suspects. He suspects, right? Now I don't know why he has those suspicions. Now, I know that that would be the question. What leads you to believe that that is the case? Well, here's the thing, is that when you go back to the documents thing with Biden, there were so many inconsistencies in that story. Internally. Yeah, you're right. Everything was wrong.
4: There were things. (laughs) it,
0: It was just off. There was nothing consistent. Well, if, you know. That's the first thing in that any seasoned investigator uh, and the ones that I've known, including my dad, will tell you is that that's what you look for. You look for the changes in the story. Well, when you're doing political talk radio, the story changes <laughs> by the hour, so you have to temper it, right? All right, so it's somewhere in between, though. Yeah, with something like this, because. The question would be, all right, um, why on, on the Hunter Biden and, and his business dealings would you not come out? If there's nothing going on, you come out and say, look, uh, I know that he was involved in, in a ton of business dealings. I didn't have anything to do with it. Those are things you would have to talk to him about. I I really don't know anything about it. Why wouldn't you? If you... Know that you are in the clear. Wouldn't you work hard to clear your name to begin with? Yeah. It's been anything yeah. but. Well, I know nothing. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And the closer it gets, the more they say that. Well, then you get into the, the, the discussion on the documents. Well, University of Pennsylvania and then the House. Oh, wait, no, two different places in the house. And the fact that, you know, his answer was, well, they weren't out in the street. <laughs> as as if sitting in a box in the garage is nice and secure. And then
2: within days of that whole thing, the open garage door where you can see files or boxes oh, of files. Gosh. And him in the car right there yeah. is like, oh, yeah. God, I mean, you're yeah. just like... You can't, and, and with Biden, it really is true that that when Obama said never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to f things up, well, it, it's just amazing because it seems to every every story that seems to happen, there seems to be a pattern that follows. That it's
0: everything. It's everything to so mess I know. everything up. I know. <laughs> Obama was very prolific in this. Well, in, in this case, well, but you then you have to ask that and you now you bring in the whole Chinese balloon thing. Yeah. And then you, you you bring in what we learned yesterday about the Chinese police operating in the United States.
2: And you keep thinking with all the Chinese money, how do these things happen? And then you wonder, well, who's getting a ton of Chinese money? Sorry, that's how people's minds go, whether they're related or not. I'm not making the claim that they're, they're, that it, they're related.
0: I don't, Right. It may it may be completely unrelated, but that's the first place you go to, which is why you work to clear your name, and why you work to be transparent when they've been anything but. And so, the real interesting point will be when
2: the Republicans hold hearings. I mean, you know, when they actually have the when they have the documents and and what they. And and to the caller uh, last week again, Eric and I understand because we do this every day. We understand mm-hmm. your frustration. The guy who called and said, "Yeah, you know, Comer's out there every day." If Comer's blowing smoke on a lot of this, I mean, that's the one thing I think. Uh, and I and I think that caller last week thought the same thing. Comer's out there now, a couple times a week, saying this, 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 and this. And in the back of your mind, you're saying, "You better damn be right on this." Yeah, you know, you better be able to. You better be able to prove this. You better be. You better be on. Something because the last thing I want, and I don't know if you saw the, we played the cut of the witness, the father of the Jewish man who was severely uh, hurt last year, uh, and he's just he's you know furious at at uh, at Bragg's uh, you know at uh, Bragg's office, and when the Democrats were promoting the fact that this is all political, all political, all political because of 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 Trump. He went right after them, and he said, excuse me, you guys held hearings for four years yeah. on the dossier, and that was completely false. Yeah. It was all false, and you held hearing after hearing after hearing. It was all false. It never happened. So don't tell me about politicizing. I went, oh, that was really good. No, I mean, it's, it's And spot that was on. a crime victim's father on yeah, that one.
0: it's spot on.
2: And, and so... The one thing, the one thing uh, on, if you look at it, with Comer, everybody believes, even Democrats, that the Biden family enriched themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Everybody knows it. Right. It's just how far did it go and what laws might have been broken in doing it. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you get the money trail, that's when either there's major crimes committed or you can still prove that they were being enriched because the crime would probably be not reporting it on your income taxes. Uh, yeah,
0: bank fraud,
2: uh, bank fraud, maybe. home improvements. Yeah, yeah, home improvements, and that yeah. was one of the things you know that that uh, they talked about. You know, that's how they did things for uh, for for Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and so it's the money trail that's going to decide that, which is why.
0: All the banking stuff is so critically important. Well all this, the, these all suspicious the activity and, reports yep. and and that would be all right. then what was noted at the time deposits were made by the depositor. Mm-hmm. And anybody, if you've ever deposited a large sum of cash, I take that stuff very seriously. I go into my I go inside my bank if I ever have a large sum of cash, and I tell them and I say, I need to make a note about, you know, the nature of this deposit. I want to do that. Because I don't want the IRS coming back at me, especially the way that uh, Janet Yellen's been talking in recent months. Saying, oh, we're, by the way, I noticed that when doing my taxes the other day. Do you have any reports of, of uh, any any forms from the Money transfer accounts like Cash App and Mm -hmm. Zelle, and all these other, and I'm like, oh, really? Interesting, because we might, I might send, you know, a family member money, or they send me money, whatever. It depends on who lost the bet. And (laughs) well, do you have to prove if it's a gift now? Uh, If if it's over a certain amount, if you're well,
2: you no, but but I mean, if you're sending. Let's say you send uh, what what is the amount of a gift a year? Fifteen thousand or something?
0: I think it's for an individual, it's fifteen. Okay. But if you send a over a couple, but if you but 30. if you
2: send over nine thousand
0: is the deposit IRS- over over uh nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. So ten thousand or more.
2: Okay. So if I send ten thousand to a family member or friend as a gift, I better know what
0: it's for? Yeah, and you can do that in the apps.
2: Now is that that gift is that gift taxable? But it's not taxable no. under fifteen thousand, right? Yeah, no. Yeah,
0: okay. no. See, I, or you can claim I, I, it as a gift right. as the person who's giving it, you can claim uh you know uh up to a certain amount of the where the inheritance tax kicks in, you can claim that amount for a lifetime, okay. but the giver has to claim that every year on their taxes and be consistent. you got to keep up with that.
2: Okay. I was just planning on sending 15000 to a bunch of people. So
0: Yeah. Good luck.
2: 866 90 eye.
4: Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on compliance safety accountability. To determine a driver's compliance safety accountability, or CSA score, safety event data is recorded and compared against that of other drivers. Drivers are given a CSA score, but unlike motor carrier scores, driver scores are only visible to enforcement officers during an audit. However, drivers' most recent five years of crash data and three years of roadside inspection data is made available to potential employers via the pre-employment screening program. So it's a good idea for drivers to review their online PSP record from time to time. A request for data review can be submitted via data cues to have errors corrected or or to have a non-preventable crash designation indicated for a crash. In the event a current or previous carrier is audited, records on drivers with high CSA scores will be targeted first, but individual drivers are not subject to CSA interventions like motor carriers. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, Eight six six ninety red eye If uh, you would like to uh, get in, coming up following uh, the bottom of the hour, more on the crime hearing that they held, uh, that uh, Congress held, led by uh, Republicans in uh, Bragg's district yesterday. Some good audio coming up.
1: Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye, Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. Uh, all right, here we go. I, I want to play some uh, audio, Eric, from... Uh, oh, he's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Mm-hmm. I'm sounding a little bit like Jim Jordan now. I'm so excited to get to the uh, the actual substance of... Different issues.
0: Well, tell me, do you want to play the audio or not? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I'm going to go to full Jim Jordan on you. I, I do. I do wish to.
2: Okay. Uh, this is uh, uh, just uh, an audio cut from Madeline uh, Brame. All I'm right. telling you, she actually, with Representative Goldman, she went after that. I mean, there was yeah. only a short back and forth. Yeah. And But she was just, uh, uh, you know, well, I'll, I'll play an example of her right now. Uh, This is uh, part of uh, one of the responses to a question.
5: Alvin Bragg came into office. He was was handed a strong trial-ready murder case and gang assault case against all four of these individuals where this brutal, savage homicide was captured on video. He was handed a strong trial-ready case, ready to go to trial. As soon as he took office the case immediately began to unravel. He dismissed, completely dismissed, gang assault and murder indictments against two of the defendants clearly on video participating in the brutal, savage slaughter of my son. Mary Saunders, the sister involved in the homicide. He dismissed her indictment and recharged her with assault with a shoe and sentenced her to one year time served. Travis Stewart dismissed his gang assault and murder indictment and sentenced him to attempted gang assault. And he pled guilty and sentenced him to seven years. Travis will be out in the next 18 months. Mary Saunders this savage is currently walking the streets of Harlem, like she didn't just participate in the, in the brutal slaughter of another human being. Home with her family, home with her children. If that's not a threat, uh, if that's not a threat to public safety, I don't know what is. Some of
2: the testimony—I mean, I'm telling you—was just uh, was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it really, really was. Yeah, it was. And, and I mean, uh, amazing in a in a at, at very, very times uh, uh, it was, you know, very, very disturbing. I will say one thing, you know, because as we played Hank Johnson earlier, the Democrat who uh, basically said that the, all the witnesses there, you know, were being used or tools of the, you know, MAGA movement. And uh, it was Matt Gates who went to each one. I said, "Are you being used by us?" Every single one of them. At they said, "You know, well, let me play more here from Madeline hmm. Brain when she hmm. starts talking about that. This not, isn't about Democrat. That when you're a crime victim, so the criminals and the crime victims. Nobody's talking politics. There's no. no politics no. involved here. Here's more of Madeline Brain from yesterday. I'll give you the floor.
5: The only people I hear talking about." politics of president trump is from the other side i don't hear no one i don't hear any of these victims i don't hear anyone else talking about president trump except from the people from the other side from the other side of where the other side of the moon the other side of the world the other side whatever that is let me tell you something victims can care less about anyone's political ideology or party. Neither do criminals. They don't go up to a person and ask them if they're a Democrat or a Republican before they bust them in the head. Okay? Or before they push them in front of a train. Or before they they stab them to death. These are real life people that we're dealing with. We pay you guys. Our tax dollars pay you. You work for us. We do not work for you.
2: And she went after Nadler too. She went. She went after them by name.
0: You know when you see your city just falling. I mean, it's gotten to where people and 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 I saw someone else over the weekend talking about it. How they don't go anywhere anymore. They don't let their kids go anywhere alone anymore. They don't feel safe in their own city. We mentioned this when all this was coming down and the indictment was pending from Bragg's office. And we its it's very clear for the people of New York, they look at this and say, what are you doing? There are real criminals out there and you're letting them go free. You're suggesting stupid things like if you use the gun in the commission of a robbery and don't shoot it, then it won't be a felony charge. And you want to go after Trump and you've got there is still no one can break down what the actual indictment is. No, and I, and I think that that was the the one thing. And and by the way, you know, I will we'll address
2: this because we always do. The Republicans are playing politics. Everybody does. It's politicians. So that's tell what me poli-
0: brag isn't
2: right. That's that's what politicians do. All right. Yeah. So the Republicans are just playing politics. Fine. Tell me who has the moral high ground here, right? And when you looked at the polling that was done. When you asked the question and talked about with the, 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 the vast majority when you said Bragg is prosecuting Trump for something that's trivial yet ignoring serious crime, that's where people really agreed with that statement. And so what do you do? What you do is in politics, you make more noise out of it. Now, you may not have had the networks carry any or not too much of this hearing whatsoever because it came across negative. That would be the evidence, by the way, that they know it's harmful to them. Right. But I bet you it was covered locally in New York. Oh yeah, that's the thing. You cover it locally in New York, and you put more pressure on you put more pressure on Bragg as should be done. These, uh, these uh, family members of victims of violent crime. And the councilman that was there, a Democratic councilman who said, never seen it worse than ever before. Mm. And them all coming out, we're not being used. You, Democrats, you know, you run this place. She went after Nadler and go, you've been here for years. You haven't done a damn thing for us. Yeah. Very, you know, when it comes from, you know, I view them almost as victim impact statements, not against the criminal, but those who enable the criminal. Yeah. That's right. what I got out yeah. of it yesterday. And it was it was quite moving, uh, quite impressive what you you know what you saw, and finally what you saw. As I've told you, I would have a very hard time testifying before members of Congress if they if they called me and I had to deal with Republicans. Who? Or excuse me, if I had to deal with Democrats, if I had to deal with anybody, I don't care who it is. If uh, that would not let me have my 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 time and then treated me as if I owed them something. Yeah. That they were doing me a favor by being there when they served me. Yeah, right. And you got that feeling because there were a couple of just short segments there where the Democrats would take their whole time and they'd be addressing somebody and that person would try to speak <laughs> up. Sorry, I have my time. And then... She a couple of times just went right at them. Yeah, it's like okay, you, and Jim Jordan, okay, we'll give you back your ten seconds. And it was and they get because there's no way they could respond right. to the fury. But you saw the fury, and you saw it from Madeline there, who said, "You, I, we don't work for you. You work for us." And it really did. It came across, and and I know the politics of this, but the politics of it. You know, like I said, it's stupid to even bring that up. But the politics of the Democrats are trying to say is, well, the House has, the Congress has no jurisdiction and they're trying to get in by saying uh, $5,000 in federal funds. That's just ridiculous because that's just a petty amount and it's, and and these witnesses went, we don't give a damn. This is the first time that anybody has paid attention to our concerns on a federal level. Yeah. That we cannot get any action. And look, Congress is limited in what they can do in this particular situation with Bragg. They can't charge Bragg with anything. No. But the fact is, they can shine light as to what's going on. They can tell the story. They can tell the story,
0: and that's what they did. And, and the witnesses can tell me. the story.
2: Yeah, the Republicans didn't tell the story. The, the witnesses, witnesses told did. the story. Yeah. And they didn't care. They just, you know, and you saw... You know, even even the uh, the victims rights groups were like, we don't care about politics. Whoever called the if if we're able to testify and tell you what's going on here and tell you our story, that's all we care about, because the other side is the only one bringing up the politics. We're bringing up the crime. And it actually came across as extremely petty and unserious Mm -hmm. by the Democrats Mm -hmm. in not caring about crime. But the fact is. By their
0: actions, by their behavior, they show they don't care about crime. No, I mean, you know, this is something, again, um, this is why this was necessary. To further yeah. demonstrate what's going you know, it's easy to live inside the bubble, even in the wake of the actions against Trump so far. Live inside the bubble and go, well, I don't know what's going on there. But when you see this play out and the witnesses tell the story, that's important. It sheds light on everything that's going on in New York City because it's not exclusive to Bragg. Bragg is a result mm-hmm. of the mentality in New York City by leadership. That this is who we are. This is how we're going to handle things.
2: Yeah, really powerful yesterday.
0: No, it, really. it, it, it was, was.
2: It was, was, was some of the, like I said, statements, and it looked bad for the Democrats.
0: Yeah, it did.
2: And it's if it would have been thing. just Republicans and Democrats there, but, but having the actual victims of, of, of cr- the family members of victims of crimes, of murders. Mm. Yeah. Madeline Brain, by the way, lost her son, who was a veteran, mm. to a, a murder. In, in uh, Brooklyn, I believe it was, back hmm. in 2018. Yeah. So you could tell she was mad, and she was mad that two of the people, you know, basically got off, in her opinion, scot-free. Right. And looked at the system there and Bragg's office, and boom. Yeah. And everybody knows. Look, there's not, you know, you guys are playing uh, uh, politics. Fine. Then you justify, Mr. Bragg, who came into office stating that if you commit an armed robbery and you don't shoot the gun, you will not be charged with the felony, just a misdemeanor. You tell me that's right, or if you believe that's insane, then you agree with our side.
1: Yeah.
2: And that's the, the our side is what our our law side and order. Yeah, our side is law and order, justice. Yeah, and yeah, you're right.
0: Our side is justice. If you what? think the criminals should 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 walk. If you think that the victims don't matter, I guess we're not on the same side. Eight six six ninety red Eye.
1: We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara.
2: It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, I'm Gary McNamara. Here's the audio I wanted to play from Madeline uh going back and forth with Representative Daniel Goldman, the Democrat. Your, who- your experiences are devastating. But the problem is, is that this is a charade to cover up for an abuse of power that they are going around talking incessantly outside of this hearing about Donald Trump. And the purpose of this hearing is to cover up for what they know to be an inappropriate investigation. Now, I look forward, many of you are in New York to City. Can I respond please? No, not right now, because I only have 20 seconds. I'm sorry. But I, I do Don't want to Don't insult
5: my intelligence. That
2: I, you're I, not hang on, hang do. on. The gentleman's time. I'm not okay, insulting. You you're trying
5: to insult time. me, like I'm not aware of Ms. what's going Ms. on Brand.
4: here. Thank you. Okay? I, I, I'm fully
5: s- aware of what's going on here.
4: Gentlemen, we'll suspend. Okay? Gentleman gets another 15 seconds. Thank you. That's why I
5: walked away from the plantation of the Democratic Party.
2: Committee will be in order. There you go. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. It's like he, he, don't BS me. Goldman is what she was basically telling him. Don't BS me. Right.
0: And don't gaslight me. Right. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Wow. I I mean, that was, that was, I love that. That was pretty awesome. I love that. She's not going to stand down. Yeah.
2: And these are just, these are crime victims saying, we don't care how we got here. Somebody's listening to
0: us. And you Democrats don't. Right. You want to make, right. you want to make like everything's fine while you let criminals go free and you go after Donald Trump on nothing.
3: every story eventually comes to an end this june hear the final episode of season two of the hit podcast series in the red clay durham in the red clay tells the unbelievable true story of billy sunday burt the most dangerous man in georgia history in the podcast that people are calling riveting incredibly moving captivating and addicting binge seasons one and two of in the red clay now wherever you listen